0: Welcome to Bible Curious, where we explore the entire Bible from cover to cover, asking ourselves what is the Holy Bible, what claims does it make about God, and what message does it have for us today? Whether you are faithful or unfaithful, believing, unbelieving, or just plain curious, this series is for you. I am Arthur Milliken, and today we will be reading Genesis chapters 13-17 through from the World English Bible. You can find our reading plan at biblecurious.org forward plan. The Book of Genesis, Chapter 13, Introduction Abram and Sarai's sojourn in Egypt proved to be fraught with peril, but they left better off than they came and were quite wealthy when they returned to settle in Canaan. This chapter includes Abram and Lot part ways Lot proceeds toward Sodom. God renews the promise to Abram. Chapter 13 Abram went up out of Egypt, he, his wife, all that he had, and Lot with him, into the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. He went on his journeys from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first. There Abram called on Yahweh's name. Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks, herds, and tents. The land was not able to bear them, that they might live together, for their possessions were so great that they couldn't live together. There was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites lived in the land at that time. Abram said to Lot, Please, let there be no strife between you and me, and between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are relatives. Isn't the whole land before you? Please, separate yourself from me. If you go to the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right hand, then I will go to the left. Lot lifted up his eyes and saw all the plain of the Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before Yahweh destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of Yahweh, like the land of Egypt, as you go to Soar. So Lot chose the plain of the Jordan for himself. Lot traveled east, and they separated themselves from one another. Abram, Lived in the land of Canaan, and Lot lived in the cities of the plain, and moved his tent as far as Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinners against Yahweh. Yahweh said to Abram, after Lot was separated from him, Now lift up your eyes, and look from the place where you are northward and southward and eastward and westward for I will give all the land which you see to you and to your offspring forever I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth so that if a man can count the dust of the earth then your offspring may also be counted arise walk through the land in its length and in its width for I will give it to you Abram moved his tent, and came and lived by the oaks of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built an altar there to Yahweh. When Abram and Lot find themselves in conflict over grazing lands, Abram graciously offers Lot the first choice of where he wished to settle, and Abram would take his servants and flocks elsewhere, thus avoiding conflict. This gesture also demonstrates Abram's increasing faith that Yahweh would care for him and his household. However, Abram was becoming uneasy because he knew that his wife Sarai was barren, yet Yahweh kept repeating his promise regarding Abram's progeny. Now, lift up your eyes from the place where you are and look to the north and south and east. And West, for all the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if one could count the dust of the earth, then your offspring could be counted. Get up and walk around the land through its length and breadth, for I will give it to you. The Book of Genesis, Chapter 14, Introduction Not long after separating from his nephew Lot, Abram, who would later be renamed to Abraham, finds himself drawn into armed conflict against a confederacy of kings from the east. Afterwards, he encounters the third incarnation of Christ, a priest-king named Melchizedek, who offers him ceremonial bread and wine in anticipation of the Last Supper, which would occur during the ministry of Jesus. This chapter includes the War of the Kings. Abram rescues Lot. Melchizedek blesses Abram. Chapter 14 In the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Ariach, king of Kidor-Leomer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goyim. They made war with Birah, king of Sodom, Beersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemeber, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, also called Zoar. All these joined together in the valley of Sidim, also called the Salt Sea. They served keter Laomer for twelve years, and in the thirteenth year, they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Kidor Leomer and the kings who were with him came and struck the Rephaim in name, the Zuzim in Ham, and the Emim in Shavekirithame, and the Horites in their Mount Seir to El Paran, which is by the wilderness. They returned and came to En Mishpat, also called Kadesh, and struck all the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites that lived in Hazazon Tamar the king of Sodom, and the king of Gomorrah, the king of Admah, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, also called Zoar, went out. And they set the battle in array against them, in the valley of Sidim, against kidor leomar king of Elam, Tidal, king of Goyim, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Elisar, Four kings against the five. Now the valley of Siddim was full of tar pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, and some fell there. Those who remained fled to the hills. They took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah, and all their food, and went their way. They took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who lived in Sodom, and his goods, and departed. One who had escaped came and told Abram the Hebrew. At that time, he lived by the oaks of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eskel and brother of Anur. They were allies of Abram. When Abram heard that his relative was taken captive, he led out his three hundred eighteen trained men, born in his house, and pursued as far as Dan. He divided himself against them by night he and his servants and struck them and pursued them to Hoba, which is on the left hand of Damascus. He brought back all the goods and also brought back his relative lot and his goods and the women also and the other people. The king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Kidor and the kings who were with him at the valley of Shave, that is, the king's valley. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Abram gave him a tenth of all. The king of Sodom said to Abram, "'Give me the people, and take the goods for yourself.' Abram said to the king of Sodom, "'I have lifted up my hand to Yahweh, God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread, nor a sandal strap, nor anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. I will accept nothing from you except that which the young men have eaten,' and the portion of the men who went with me, Aner, Eshkel, and Mamre, let them take their portion. This meeting between Abraham and Melchizedek is referenced in John chapter 8, where Christ is confronted by scribes and Pharisees who accuse him of being demon-possessed. They then start arguing about Abraham, and Jesus claims in verse 55, You have not known him, but I know him. If I said I don't know him, I would be like you, a liar. But I know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. The Jews therefore said to him, You are not yet fifty years old. Have you seen Abraham? Christ's claim to have known Abraham was literally true because Christ, as Melchizedek, met Abraham in person to break bread and drink wine. However, when they met, Abraham still went by his original name, Abram, meaning he did not yet exist as Abraham. Now listen to verse 59. Jesus said to them, Most certainly, I tell you, before Abraham came into existence, I am. The book of Genesis, chapter 15, introduction. In the Middle East, one way to confirm a covenant between two parties was to perform a ritual where one party would sacrifice livestock and cut them in half, separating the two halves with a space large enough to walk between the halves. The other party would then pass through the space between the slaughtered animals, with the implication If I break my promise, may you do to me what you have done to these animals. Abram was now upwards of 80 years old, and he did not understand how it could be possible for him to become the father of a great nation when he had no children. This chapter includes God's covenant with Abram. God confirms his promise. Chapter 15 After these things, Yahweh's word came to Abram in a vision, saying, Don't be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Abram said, Lord Yahweh, what will you give me, since I go childless, and he who will inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus? Abram said, Behold, you have given no children to me. And behold, one born in my house is my heir. Behold, Yahweh's word came to him, saying, This man will not be your heir, but he who will come out of your own body will be your heir. Yahweh brought him outside and said, Look now toward the sky and count the stars, if you are able to count them. He said to Abram, so your offspring will be. He believed in Yahweh, who credited it to him for righteousness. He said to Abram, I am Yahweh, who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldees to give you this land to inherit it. He said, Lord Yahweh, how will I know that I will inherit it? He said, Bring a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. He brought him all these, and divided them in the middle and laid each half opposite the other, but he didn't divide the birds. The birds of prey came down on the carcasses, and Abram drove them away. When the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram. Now Terror and great darkness fell on him. He said to Abram, Know for sure that your offspring will live as foreigners in a land that is not theirs and will serve them. They will afflict them four hundred years. I will also judge that nation whom they will serve. Afterward, they will come out with great wealth. But you will go to your fathers in peace. You will be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, they will come here again, where the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet full. It came to pass that, when the sun went down, and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. In that day, Yahweh made a covenant with Abram, saying, I have given this land to your offspring, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Kadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. The entire Christian proposition rests upon Genesis 15, 6, which reads, He believed in Yahweh who credited it to him for righteousness. God does not credit a person's righteousness based upon their good deeds. Rather, it's the state of your heart which determines whether or not you will be credited as righteous. Do you believe that God exists? has an agenda, has made certain promises, that he will keep his word, and are you willing to obey his commandments between now and then? If the answer is yes, then God will credit your belief as righteousness. The Book of Genesis, Chapter 16, Introduction Yahweh had promised Abram that he would father a great nation. But Abram knew that his wife Sarai was unable to have children, a fact both seems to have understood at the beginning of their marriage back in Babylonia. This chapter includes Hagar and Ishmael. Chapter 16 Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bore him no children. She had a servant, an Egyptian whose name was Hagar. Sarai said to Abram, See now! Yahweh has restrained me from bearing. Please go into my servant. It may be that I will obtain children by her. Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian, her servant, after Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to Abram, her husband, to be his wife. He went into Hagar, and she conceived. When she saw that she had conceived, Her mistress was despised in her eyes. Sarai said to Abram, This wrong is your fault. I gave my servant into your bosom, and when she saw that she had conceived, she despised me. May Yahweh judge between me and you. But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your maid is in your hand. Do to her whatever is good in your eyes. Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her face. Yahweh's angel found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain on the way to Shur. He said, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where did you come from? Where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the face of my mistress Sarai. Yahweh's angel said to her, Return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hands. Yahweh's angel said to her, I will greatly multiply your offspring, that they will not be counted for multitude. Yahweh's angel said to her, Behold, you are with child and will bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because Yahweh has heard your affliction. He will be like a wild donkey among men. His hand will be against every man and every man's hand against him. He will live opposed to all of his brothers. She called the name of Yahweh who spoke to her, You are a God who sees. For she said, Have I even stayed alive after seeing him? Therefore the well was called Ber Lahairoi. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Pered. Hagar bore a son for Abram. Abram called the name of his son whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Hagar encountered an angel in the wilderness. The Hebrew word for angel is malach and means messenger. Both the Old and New Testament portray angels as having the appearance of men. They are never described as having wings. This angel of Yahweh is the same person who arraigned Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, who walked with Enoch and Noah, who closed the door of the ark before the great flood, and is the same person whose seed impregnates Mary with the infant Jesus during the Roman occupation of Judea. The name of Hagar's son Ishmael means God hears. And Yahweh gives Hagar a prophecy about Ishmael which would be ultimately fulfilled in the nation of Islam. He will be like a wild donkey among men. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. He will live opposed to all of his brothers. Hagar observes that this person whom she met in the wilderness is a living God, who both hears and responds to prayer, unlike any of the Egyptian gods from her homeland. The Book of Genesis, Chapter 17, Introduction The angel of Yahweh, who appeared to Hagar, then makes an appointment with Abram under the name El Shaddai, or God Almighty. At this meeting, El Shaddai changes Abraham's name and his wife's name, repeating once again his promise that Abraham would father many nations. The name Abram means High Father, while Abraham means Father of a Multitude. Sarai means My Prince, a somewhat masculine name, while Sarah means Princess and is more fitting for the mother of a great nation. The name Isaac, which would be given to their son, means he laughs, because neither Abram nor Sarai could take this promise seriously. This chapter includes Abraham to father many nations, the covenant of circumcision. Chapter 17 When Abraham was ninety-nine years old, Yahweh appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Abraham fell on his face. God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. You will be the father of a multitude of nations. Your name will no more be called Abram, but your name will be Abraham. For I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you. Kings will come out of you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God to you and to your offspring after you. I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land where you are traveling, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession. I will be their God. God said to Abraham, As for you, You shall keep my covenant, you and your offspring after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your offspring after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin. It will be a token of the covenant between me and you. He who is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every male throughout your generations. He who is born in the house or bought with money from any foreigner who is not of your offspring, he who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money must be circumcised. My covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant the uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but her name shall be Sarah. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. Yes, I will bless her, and she will be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Will a child be born to him who is 100 years old? Will Sarah, who is 90 years old, give birth? Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. God said, No, but Sarah, your wife, will bear you a son. You shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. He will become the father of twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this time set next year. When he finished talking with him, God went up from Abraham Abraham took Ishmael his son, all who were born in his house, and all who were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the same day as God had said to him. Abraham was ninety-nine years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. Ishmael, his son, was thirteen years old, when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. In the same day, both Abraham and Ishmael his son were circumcised. All the men of his house, those born in the house, and those bought with money from a foreigner, were circumcised with him. This covenant of circumcision, a form of male genital mutilation, represents the opposite dotted line on the contract signed by Yahweh in chapter 15 when he passed through the animal halves. By performing this operation, Abraham and his household were dedicating themselves and their children to Yahweh. When Abraham's servants also received circumcision, they were consenting to be reborn as children of the covenant in their subsequent lives. Circumcision is still being practiced today, 4,000 years later. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you for being a man of your word, for keeping your promises, for giving us hope in a broken world. Help us to see the barrenness of our own sinful lives So that you can bring life to us once more. Help us believe the truth. That by dedicating ourselves to you, we can be made alive again. Just as Abraham and Sarah and everyone in their household found new life by dedicating themselves to you. May we believe so that you can credit our belief to us as righteousness. In Christ's holy name, we pray. Thank you for listening. If you've satisfied any of your Bible curiosity, please rate this series. If you have feedback, write a review. And if you are still curious for more, please smash that subscribe button so that we can send you timely updates. And join us for our next episode where we will be reading Genesis chapters 18 through 20 the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. If you've been eagerly thirsting for fire and brimstone, your wait is almost over. This is Arthur Milliken saying good night and God bless.